Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of Genesis chapter two. I'd like to read verses 15 to 17 for you. And then let's talk today just for a few minutes about uh, the, the true nature of life and death. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Now, uh, friends, man is placed in the Garden of Eden by God, and what we see is that this garden is not just a physical reality, not, not just about a, a geographic location, that it is uh, a, a spiritual reality, it is the perfect union between the physical and the spiritual, between God and man. We see that God created all sorts of things for man's enjoyment, uh, these beautiful trees that produced fruit more delicious than what we uh, can imagine. Now, I'll tell you, um, two of my favorite things to eat uh, are apples and and oranges. And uh, I, as a matter of fact, I eat it literally, not because of the saying, but I eat an apple every day um, just because I like them, right? And, and so to think that the reality of the Garden of Eden, the reality of heaven, of then the restored, renewed creation is that the fruit is more delicious than what we can even imagine now. That what we have now is, is a dim reflection of what, what is to come. That, um, oddly enough, that, that's pretty exciting to me. So, um, so we have there in the garden uh, these two specific trees that are mentioned the tree of life. And, and this is symbolic of eternal life, the gift of eternal life, uh, life in the Spirit, life in the presence of God, life animated, not just physically, but spiritually by God. And, and then there is this other tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, one of the questions that we have is, why is it that it would be wrong, or was it? Why was it that that God restricted uh, man from eating from this this particular tree? What what was this about? Why shouldn't man eat from this tree? Well, one of the things I think is just important to point out is that that man is given free reign. That literally everything is included in what man can enjoy. There is only, literally, one restriction. There are not Ten Commandments. Uh, it's been pointed out that there are over 300 commandments in, in the Old Testament, and, and there's none of that. There is just like one. <laughs> so, so consider that. But then, as we're thinking about the why, first of all, Man should not have eaten from this tree. It's bad for man to eat from this tree. First of all, simply because God said so. Now, 
I, I know that those of us who have been parents, we have at some point said, um, in response to that very simple but incredibly aggravating question, why, right? Why should I do this? Why shouldn't I do this? Be able to do this? And and we have all, I think, parents said because I said so, right? I'm not getting into it. I'm not going to explain it. I just need you to trust me because I said so. It is a simple act of trust. God is saying to humankind, you might not understand this, but I need you to trust me. And I need you to do what I say because you know that I'm good, because you know that I love you and you love me. You are mine. I am yours. Don't do it. But beyond that, um, it, it represented this knowledge of good and evil. It, it represented no, no mere theoretical knowledge of good and evil, but in fact, a personal knowledge. It was, in fact, to choose evil, to choose brokenness. It is to discover what that shame is, that evil is, in his own soul, right? So you see, uh, humankind uh, would, it, it seems to me, have come to understand evil uh, without eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil uh, as they, as humankind, came to know more and more become aware more and more of the goodness of God. They would see that evil, and, and as this is how we understand it still today, that evil, evil is, in fact, the absence of good. It is the corruption of good. Um, but by actually eating, they have then uh, chosen to experience to know personally that corruption of the good, that forfeiture, that absence of the good, whereas they would have known what is good and what is very good is God, and, and the absence of that would be unthinkable. And so as we're thinking about life and death, because that's really the stakes here, life is more than the mere functioning of a body. It is even more than signals like brain waves that you could monitor. Uh, life is, is way more than that. Life is physical, sure, but there is a deeper reality of life that is in fact spiritual. And the same is true in regard to death. Uh, death is more than a physical reality. You know, you notice that, that God says, uh, if you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. And yet, when we see Adam and Eve partake, uh, they don't immediately, their bodies don't immediately just stop functioning. That's not what happens. Now, eventually they would because of the curse of sin. But what happened actually was a deeper reality, a spiritual one. And that is that they were, they were separated from God. Death, the, the failure of function of the body, if you think of it, is really, is really nothing to God. Not in the sense that he doesn't care, but 
it is not difficult for God to handle, to manage, to fix, to make right. God speaks creation into being. God breathes into us the breath of life. And, and so, when these bodies, because of the curse of sin, because, because all things have not yet been made new by the second coming of Jesus Christ, we know that we, we will die. And yet Jesus says, we will live. Because of the reality of the Spirit of God given to us, because of the reality of the redemption we have in Jesus Christ, because by His cross He has restored us to God, we will, in fact, have life. In just a few days' time, we're going to read from... Romans chapter 8, and I just want to share a couple of verses of Romans 8 uh, with you in regard to this. Uh, this would be verses 10 and 11. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you've been made right with God. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Thanks be to God, in Jesus Christ, we are restored to what is truly life. Life in the Spirit now. Life reconciled to God, restored to God, and life eternal by the power of the Spirit of the living God. Amen. Amen. And friends, till we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.